Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Aslam was trying to make some money, and she was working hard. In 2016, she moved to Dubai to work as a domestic worker, as a maid. And so now whenever you have a little bit of money, you have to be careful. Through one of her friends, she starts talking to a Javan shaman. So it's the equivalent of a Bomo or a magic man. He told her that his name was Akibanu and that he could make her a lot of money. And even though they started talking in 2016, they didn't meet until 2019 when Aslam went home for a visit. And when she met him, he looked just like your average Indonesian middle-aged man with like tanned skin and surprisingly black hair for 60. So he did a little ritual for her, he made offerings and then he chanted a mantra and then he was like, don't worry about it, you're gonna get some money soon. And we literally don't know what he did to convince her, but eventually she would send him 288 million rupiah and that isn't a small amount of money that's around 25,000 singapore dollars or around 18,000 us dollars now the conversions are a little bit dodgy but my understanding of this is that he promised her that he would be able to turn her 25,000 dollars into almost half a million singapore dollars and most investments do take some time, but what about magical investments? About three years later, in 2022, Aslam started to ask Aki Banyu about her money, where's my money? And when she was back in Indonesia, she wanted to collect. So he tells her, shall we meet? And thankfully, she talks to her friends. They're like, babe, I think this is a con man. And she does not meet him. But with that amount of money invested, many people would be tempted to, and some people did. And those people didn't just lose their money, they lost their lives. Hi, I'm Teddy, and welcome to A Briefcase. Today we're covering the shaman, scammer, and alleged serial killer, Wawan Erawan. The story starts with Erawan. Now, at the time of his arrest, he was a 60-year-old man, and we know that he didn't carry out the scams and murders alone. So while many of his victims or for his financial scams were immigrant workers who left Indonesia to work, majority of his known murder victims were actually family members. So Erwan did not commit these murders alone. He actually had two accomplices. There was 65-year-old Solihin, who was also known as Dulo, and he actually had a 35-year-old accomplice, Didi Solohudin. And so interestingly enough, I think that he didn't think that he had enough authority to convince and command these two people 
And that's how he came up with a fake persona, Aki Banyu. And Aki Banyu, according to him, was a powerful shaman, a powerful magic man. And apparently, none of these two other men ever met him. And all Arawan would do was put on a fake voice whenever he was giving commands to them. Which is a little bit like, I'm not sure if I fully believe this. And so, sometimes he would have Didi collect the money as well. So now Aslam was not his only victim. His scam victims also included Ning, Hana, Pitinigum, who was scammed out of a hundred million rupiah, which is around 12,000 Singapore dollars. She also escaped death, but her friend, Siji Fatima, was not so lucky. She was another victim who would send him money, and in early 2021, her body was found in waters near Bali. So it's believed that he would scam them out of money, and when they finally came for him, he would poison them. Now we're going to work backwards in terms of his murder victims. Erwan had been married at least six times, and we know that he killed at least three of his ex-wives. We don't have the exact dates, but we have testimony. So now we're going to start with one of his wives, Halima. Erwan ordered her murder and returned her body to a family in Silesian, West Java, and he told them, oh, I think she died of, like, natural causes, which is a little bit strange because I don't think she could have been that old. And what was strange was that he ended up marrying her daughter, who was also, like, a bit older, a widow with two sons. So I don't think that she was actually his, like, biological daughter, so maybe a stepdaughter thing, but still also very creepy, a little bit Woody Allen. We also know that he had ordered for the death of another one of his ex-wives, Wiwin Winati and her mom, Noning Suryati. And apparently the reason for this was that he thought that she was cheating on him. But this isn't something that we can confirm. And apparently this murder was executed by Solihin, not even by him. And what is strange is that Solihin said that he had sex with Erewhon's mother-in-law first, he had sex with Noning, and we don't know if it was consensual or not, and then he strangled her to death. And after, Erewhon would bring his wife home, so it does seem that everything was very planned, and then he would bring Wiwin home, and there, Solihin strangled her too. Wiwin and her mom were found buried in the same hole, not in Erewhon's house, but actually in Solihin's house. Now this wasn't the most heinous murder that he committed. One of the most horrible murders, one of the most disgusting murders that he admitted to was killing his own two-year-old son. And again, he wasn't even the one to do it. He asked Solihin to do it. And this is a direct quote from him. The boy was such a crybaby. He cried every hour, every second that I felt unpleasant for my neighbors. Erwan killed his baby for crying. We don't exactly know when this heinous murder happened, but now we move forward to 12th January 2023. At that point of time, Erwan's wife and his two stepsons were found poisoned in a boarding house in Bekasi, Indonesia. 
They were sent to the hospital where they eventually died. And those weren't the only victims. He had even tried to poison his own biological five-year-old daughter as well, but she survived. And so when the police looked into the case, because three people, four people don't just get like randomly sick from a from a boarding house, they found another victim of the same poison in the hospital. And apparently it was Didi and he had been the one to administer the poison. He had even drank some of the poison coffee to show like, oh look, this coffee is totally not poison. And so that brings the total kill count of his family members to three wives, two stepsons, one mother-in-law, and one baby for a total of seven people. And it's believed that the reason why some of them were killed was because they found out that Erwan was a sick murderer. And on top of the seven known family victims, it is believed that he also killed two of the victims of his financial scams when they came to collect, but there definitely could have been more. The case is still ongoing, but they are being charged with murder, which carries the death sentence in Indonesia. What is kind of wild is that this isn't the only instance of this kind of case that I found while researching. Another 45-year-old serial killer shaman, Slamet Tohari, he was found guilty of a similar scam. And when the victims would ask for their money back, he would poison them with potassium cyanide. And so when the police actually investigated this, his property, they found 12 bodies. But the police have also received an additional 28 missing people's report. So the count could be much higher. And it's just so awful because these are one of the most vulnerable people in society. So girls from poor rural villages, sometimes working in like potentially abusive situations and their money, we don't even know if there's any sort of recovery or reparations from these sick scammer serial killers. I think in Singapore, we've been having such a big influx of QR code keylogger scams and it's crazy how like a bulk of them actually originate from social media ads. So when I was researching the same article for this case, apparently there is a ad by a quote-unquote Muslim um, investment firm promising to help people multiply their money with like a Islamic abiding financial investment. And according to the article, uh, the post had been viewed more than 600,000 times. And What's scary is that there's no way to verify whether this is like legitimate or not, whether it's a legitimate organization who is doing like their fiduciary duty. So it's just while people are just scamming and being scammed like left, right, center. So now in slightly happier news, in two weeks is going to be Halloween and we have a very, very special Halloween episode lined up that I am currently in the process of editing because I think it's going to be like close to an hour long and it will definitely be coming out 100%. It will be coming out on 31st October, Halloween 2023. And it is an incredibly fun episode and we have special guest Colin Wayne from We Are Hantu on the show. As always, you can find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com or on Instagram at abriefcasepodcast. And do join us next week for another brief case.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.